In the Philippines, they called us ilaw ng tahanan. Light. Each woman is a light of a village. So, so uh, work with women cooperatives. We give them ways to do it, and this has been explosive. This is Ilac Diaz, the founder and global director of Leader of Light. I realized the power not of the factory or philanthropy, waiting for somebody to donate it, but the power of the people to actually get it done. Leader of Light is both a grassroots and a global movement. It uses inexpensive, readily available materials to make high-quality solar lighting for people with limited or no access to electricity. But it goes beyond just providing solar lights and into empowering and upskilling local communities to build their own. So I said to myself, let's get the same components from radio shops, resistors, and uh, plastic bottles, you know, used plastic bottles uh, from hotels and, you know, thrown all over the place. And let's put it together. So we got all the parts from the local shops and we used local skills and we had 7,000 solar lights, street lights, mobile chargers, all built by hand. In today's episode, we'll talk about how Elak is making solar energy more accessible and how his infectious spirit of innovation is impacting communities all over the world. I'm Rama Shakaki, and you're listening to Innovate with Purpose, the official podcast of Expo Live, an innovation program by Expo 2020 Dubai. Breaking news out of the region this hour is one of the strongest storms to ever make landfall in recorded history has hit the Philippines. Super Typhoon Haiyan is already the strongest tropical storm we've seen anywhere. Well, if I can give you a sense of how big this storm is, it covers an area about as large as the distance from Washington, D.C. Ilac's spark of innovation started at a very dark time in the Philippines. Litter of Light really started out as an emergency lighting system uh, during one of the first and largest Category 5 storms, uh, Typhoon Haiyan. Typhoon Haiyan was one of the most powerful tropical storms ever recorded. In early November 2013, the storm caused severe devastation in Southeast Asia, especially the Philippines, and killed more than 6,000 people. Wind gusts reached 315 kilometers per hour, Water torrents destroyed entire buildings, and the damage was almost $70 million, the costliest in Philippine history. It's in this challenging time that Elac saw a great need. Really, we were trying to figure out what was the big problem. And the big problem was in emergency aid, so 60 to 80% of humanitarian uh, you know, disaster funds when you really need it. It's used for logistics, so you have to transport it from one place in the world to the other. I mean, it's really required. But for light, I was thinking instead of uh, importing solar, and it takes three to four months to get it out of a factory. And so I said, uh, I can't wait. And so the product was born. ELAC would gather the electrical parts from radio shops, 12-volt LED lights from motorcycles, batteries from e-cigarettes, and small solar cells that harness solar power. And the name Leader of Light actually has a pretty fascinating backstory. 
when I was starting out the streetlights, I was using motorcycle LEDs, right? So motorcycles are one of the most frequently used mode of transportation. But it also has 12 volts, right? So the LEDs, the lights work also as a solar lamp. And so I would like be cutting up the LEDs from strips and whatever I could get. So one of the things that were the problem was insects used to come in and they used to, you know, be attracted to the light. They would gather there, but they would also excrete and, and mess up my circuits, right? Water, whether rain or through the insects, uh, would mess up my circuits. There happened to be a large soft drink plant that was hit and destroyed by the typhoon. They had thousands of plastic bottles, one liter, that were not used. And so I said, hey, can I have it? They said, yeah, we're thinking what to do with it. And so I used that. I put the LEDs inside and I put the bottle on top of it. And that stopped the rain and the insects from messing up my LED lights. And so everybody said, wow, it's a litro ng liwana. It's a, it's a liter of light. And I said, oh my gosh, it's, it's a beautiful name. <laughs> so, so. Leader of Light is an impressive movement. It's a solution that has many benefits. First, let's look at affordability. Through innovating this product that can be made from local materials, Elak and his team have created a way for local communities to make their own solar energy lamps without having to rely on importing it from other countries. It has addressed a growing need for energy, especially in places where affordability is an issue. The energy transition is always seen as uh, large-scale, large solar plants. A lot of them fly over, the electric lines fly over these villages that actually have the land, but cannot benefit from it because they can't afford a lot of them $2 a day. I just believe that they should be empowered to help themselves. You know, to be able to have something where they would have complete control, it's been wonderful to be able to bring that light. It's not only an issue of upfront affordability, but continued affordability. Leader of Light is financially sustainable because it enables local communities to fix, retrofit, and make their own lights. Solar is designed to be breakable. So if you import it, they really know when it breaks. It's the business model of solar in developing countries is it should break. That way you have to buy it again in a year and a half. So it was really wasteful. But I started to believe that I could shift this from an imported, patented, and expensive into a local, repairable, and scalable business model. I could actually teach women cooperatives in my country to be able to, you know, get into these green jobs, produce it, sell it, and keep the money in the village. It was just a revolution to understand that they could keep 35% of their gross income from whatever they produce in the village and not have to burn it up in fossil fuel, dirty fuel. In that sense, it's truly revolutionary. It's not only financially sustainable, but also environmentally sustainable. We started realizing that we can shift the business model of kerosene, which was, I found, in short supply in the disaster area. But it also is in short supply in villages that were off-grid in the country. Every two weeks, they would go four hours to the city, pick up a drum of kerosene, bring it back, very dangerous. And then they would sell it for kerosene lamps. Besides, kerosene is expensive, bad for the environment, and dangerous. 
kids using kerosene lamps would sometimes get third-degree burns, and there was always the risk of fire if an accident happens. ELAC's innovation made lights more affordable, sustainable, and accessible. It also enabled communities to install street lights to make routes safer for walkers. And so the added lights can also help prevent crimes. The reason why I had to build those street lights is because I needed a corridor of light for the women to get from the aid camp to the village with light. And so to lessen down the crime rates against them, I built this corridor of light. There was a senior official from the U.S. government that was going around and he was wondering why the villages were lit when he had to come in, I think, by helicopter, you know, and he said, hey, why are there villages all lit up by light? And they said, oh, there's this guy (laughs) that's teaching the women cooperatives and paying for them to build lights. So it was a very unique system. He says, oh, I need to talk to this guy. And so I was invited out into the middle of an airport and in comes John Kerry, (laughs) Secretary of State. And he makes a speech and he says, I want to call out that guy. You know, he was, you know, if you Google, if you Google, you know, litter of light, uh, Tacloban. So Tacloban is the village. And he says, yeah, uh, he's making solar lights out of plastic bottles. He was, he was surprised. And that's where I got my first grant. What a great story. It's it's wonderful that you keep pushing ahead and growing all the way up to this Expo Live grant. Uh, tell me a little bit about how this grant has transformed Leader of Light. That allowed me to scale up. And so we do about a million people a year, 350 women cooperatives all around the world. I believe that brown, black, developing countries, indigenous are underrepresented in this energy transition story. We would like to also have a voice and our stories told that, you know, we're not only beneficiaries, but we're also inventors. And part of the stuff that I'm doing here is collating uh, all of these and putting it into a, a movie, a documentary. Ilak, tell us about uh, the business model for Leader of Light. How is it set up? So this is where uh, Litter of Light is sort of uh, different, I guess, from a donation model. Uh, we really believe in putting technology in, you know, millions of hands that, you know, people that need it should be able to build it and scale it even without us. So how does that work? So our business model is we use the Habitat for Humanity model where they would charge the corporates for all the pieces and parts. And then we have a workshop where we get people to build the lights by hand. So in 30 minutes, I can make you a solar engineer. I can teach you how to make mobile charging system. And in an hour, I can teach you to make a a street light. So initially, big companies who are looking to offset their carbon and invest in green technologies pay for the parts needed to make the lamps and an additional fee. 20% for our operations, our salaries, our rentals. And then we give them to the women cooperatives to either start out their energy transition. So we tell them, look, we give you 100 lights, uh, mobile charging systems for you to charge it. And then the locals are given the materials and a workshop for free to build these lamps. The intention is to get them completely self-sustaining. So they're like this micro power pop-up cooperative. So what's nice about it is because it's built by hand with a simple screwdriver, they can also repair it. They can actually fix it. 
we are now not worried if, let's say, things get broken in the middle of the Amazon or in the middle of, you know, the Maasai Mara in Kenya or in, you know, in the Rohingya areas. There, there are all of these solar engineers that know how to fix it by hand. This model and its success has spread to new communities. ELAC's innovation and leader of light has become truly a global movement. It's in Brazil, Colombia, Kenya, India, Nepal, and many more. It's taken ELAC to many places around the world. I went to the Maasai Mara, where we were teaching how to build these solar lights and teaching the women cooperatives. And coming back one day, uh, instead of holding the light down on the ground, he was holding the lights, you know, horizontal. And I said, uh, I'm, I'm tripping on the bushes. And the guy goes, oh, I'm putting up the light to look for two dots. And I said, what does that mean? Oh, it's because I'm looking for lions. And the light will reflect in their eyes. And so we have time to run. I said, no, 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 no. you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I'll, I'll just trip. Just keep the lights up, keep the lights up. <laughs> Ilak's innovation hasn't just stopped at lamps. He's begun to connect other local devices and lamps being built. I could connect their phones without internet. And so people could communicate and share stories and, and videos, especially, you know, for women educating their kids. So next thing I know, I'm now, you know, like linking all of them to make a village-wide mesh, not connected to the internet, but now they can share information. So they go to the city, they upload their phone, and then they come back. And then they share information. Ilak continues to innovate and work with the leader of light to illuminate, empower, and enable different communities around the world. We were very excited that this DIY solar was becoming a backyard operation. So I started this nine years ago. I thought that, you know, uh, I would be able to live the life at five years. But nobody tells you when they say change the world that, you know, it's it's actually pretty difficult. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of yeah. Innovate with Purpose is the official podcast of Expo Live, an innovation program by Expo 2020 Dubai. Innovation can come from anywhere to everyone. Learn more by visiting expo2020dubai.com forward slash expo dash live. Innovate with Purpose is produced by Kerning Cultures Network. Episodes are released every Sunday and Wednesday. Subscribe to Innovate with Purpose on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, share it with your friends and leave us a review.